0: Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday the 2nd of August. Today, the most valuable sporting franchise in the world, Aussies ruled the court in Atlanta, and why an F1 champion's retirement could spell opportunity for an Aussie younger. But first... Did anyone look at the scoreboard? I did, and it says that in Birmingham, the Aussies continue to reign supreme. We've now won 30, count them, 30 gold medals along with 20 silver and 20 bronze. And sure, the usual suspects were at it again in the pool. Emma McKeon won a 12th Commonwealth Games gold medal. Kaylee McKeown won the 200-metre backstroke. And Kyle Chalmers celebrated his victory in the 100-metre freestyle with a targeted shot. Celebration towards his haters. Be quiet. But today, I want to highlight the efforts of Aussie track cyclist Matthew Gleitzer. He's just knuckled down. He's got a natural aerodynamics about him, a hypermobile neck that allows him to tuck his head in between the shoulders. There is no other rider on the planet who can get their body into this position. Hypermobile necks aside, Gleitzer has made headlines for all the wrong reasons so far in Birmingham, having been involved in an horrific crash during the men's Kieran event that could have ruled him out of the rest of the games. But he sucked it up and claimed gold in the men's 1,000 metres time trial. Glatzer, disappointment, relegation in the sprint. Kieran Crash, it was terrible, but he's going to get to the line with another gold medal. Half a second faster, the only man to go under the magic one minute. Forget about the handlebars, Matthew Glatzer is a superstar. As called on Australia's official Commonwealth Games broadcaster, Channel 7, Gleitzer's victory came despite the fact that Oz Cycling, the sports governing body in Australia, forced the riders to change to slower, less aerodynamic handlebars at the last minute after deeming the ones being used by the riders as unsafe, which immediately put the Aussies on the back foot, but it made Glitzer's goal all the more special. I hereby announce my retirement from Formula One by the end of the 2022 season. In case you missed it, four-time Formula One World Champion Sebastian Vettel announced his retirement from the sport last week, in frankly, one of the strangest retirement speeches world sport has ever seen. I like to make people laugh. I like chocolate and the smell of fresh bread. My favourite colour is blue. Seriously, that goes on for about four minutes. It honestly feels more like a hostage video. Anyway, the point is, Vettel's retirement has started a very high-stakes game of musical chairs on the F1 scene that could see Australia with two drivers on the grid in 2023. Please explain. Vettel's planned retirement at the end of the season opens up a seat at Aston Martin for next year. And while Vettel has told the team he'd like to see his drive go to son of F1 legend Michael Schumacher, Mick Schumacher, the bosses had other ideas. Alonso's done it. Alonso's done it. Oh, Michael's trying to get around the outside. And Alonso takes the lead. Two-time world champion Fernando Alonso has signed a multi-year deal to join the British manufacturer in 2023. And so the musical chairs continue because the 41-year-old's shift to Aston Martin now means there's bum space at French team Alpine. And there's a young Australian with a perfectly shaped backside to fill that F1 seat. Final lap of the race, second race of the season. Who appears in our picture in the lead? It's Oscar Piastri! 21-year-old Oscar Piastri is currently the reserve driver for Alpine, having won the F2 Championship last year. And it's widely tipped he'll be the man to replace Alonso and compete alongside Frenchman Esteban Ocon. And if that happens, It should also provide a touch of breathing space for countryman Dan Ricciardo, with whispers that Piastri was in the mix to replace Ricciardo if McLaren pulled the trigger on the underperforming veteran. But this move could see a couple of Southern Crosses flying high next year. Actually, can we just check back in on Seb? I believe in change and progress and that every little bit makes a difference. Yeah, let's just leave him alone. Been a wild old ride for Australian tennis in 2022 and with the US Open looming at the end of August, we could be in for a few more twists and turns. Alex Dimonor is a multiple Atlanta Open champion and he is thrilled about it. The Demon. Alex Dimonor has claimed his sixth ATP Tour title winning the Atlanta Open for the second time defeating American Jensen Brooksby in straight sets and rising nine spots in the world rankings in the process to number 21 the Demons' first title since June last year and gives him the ideal preparation heading towards the hardcore Grand Slam in the US. Meanwhile... Yeah, first of all, I just want to say I'm um, extremely shattered that I'm not able to compete tonight. Um, I've won this tournament once and, you know, I'm playing probably some of the best tennis in my career and I, all I wanted to do was come out here and give you guys a show, obviously just see what I was capable of, but I'm unable to give out my best performance today and... Um, I'm just extremely sorry, but I'm going to you know, keep my hopes up and maybe be able to continue doubles with Thanasi this week. The Wimbledon runner-up Nick Kyrgios, who was forced to withdraw from the Atlanta singles tournament due to injury, has made good on his hope to compete in the doubles with good power Thanasi Kokonakis, as the two won the men's doubles final over Jason Kubla and John Pierce. The Special K pairing, who won the Australian Open title earlier this year, now boasts a doubles record of 13 wins from 15 matches. And if there was ever a Grand Slam that best matches the energy of that dynamic duo, it's the hard courts of New York City and the US Open. What happens? Stay tuned. Before we finish up today, a very sporting special edition of Antiques Roadshow. Today, our guest is Mr. Jerry Jones, and Mr. Jones has an item he'd like to be valued. And Dallas, your Cowboys are the champion. Well, this item appears to be a professional football team. These items are incredibly rare. Judging from its appearance, it seems to be 62 years old, place of origin, Dallas, Texas, and records indicate they've won five Super Bowl titles. This could fetch quite the price on the open market. $7 billion. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys have been valued at $7.64 billion, making it the most valuable franchise in all of sport. The latest valuations have the Cowboys $630 million ahead of the next most valuable U.S. sports franchise, the New York Yankees, and almost $2 billion more than the next most valuable NFL side, the Los Angeles Rams. Until next time. Bye-bye. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for Tuesday, the 2nd of August. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.